Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow us on Twitter and visit theaterinthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. seen him dancing around back up for drag queens but soon the only way you'll see this heartthrob is if you take a sea cruise it's robbie rice how are you i'm well how are you good so you're still here yes rehearsing yes luckily um these studios are in the city so i didn't have to go to any like any other place yeah where are there other studios um for like other cruise lines yeah yeah so most of the studios are in florida for different cruise lines like norwegian carnival um royal and then disney's studios are in uh, toronto and then for holland america it's through rws so it's here in the city nice so you get to spend time with friends before leaving for eight months at least try to attempt to attempt to well we're gonna learn all about you and then talk about the cruise and talk about some drag things and but first we have to learn about you so where are you from i am from missouri actually um a village of 59 people no that's not true yes it is true. true you can google it it's um i think the population's actually gone down um it's, so how many people in your family um there are only four of us okay so you, you make up only like a little well, now we live in the town of Seven Thousand, which is oh, okay. next a door different. a little mm-hmm. different we we moved up to where there's a walmart super center oh nice so what is this town called um the one the village is saint cloud and then now we live in sullivan missouri nice but i live i yesterday actually celebrated my one year here in the city congratulations thank you now what was it like living in missouri um that's that's a tricky question because I don't really know yeah. many other places um, other than here. I mean, I always describe like the stereotype as like so well, some of the nicest people you'll ever meet, but on the other side, they'll pray for you for every exactly. sin you have in the back door. Um, I mean, I enjoy the landscape of Missouri a lot more than a lot of other places I've been because you can be in a city you have to drive but then if you once you're out of the city you're already in like nature yeah I ran cross-country and was always out in the woods hiking camping it was so easy to go fishing um, the only other place that I've been that was like that accessible was Colorado mm-hmm. so now, where did you go to school for college? Uh, Southeast Missouri State University. So, so you down stayed in, in, yep. in state. In state, I was paying for it, so I found the cheapest route. And, and what did you study there? Um, I ended as a BA theater dance minor. Nice. Now, of all the cities to do theater, what brought you to New York? It has the most opportunity for the broadest spectrum of performance. They auditioned for everything from regional to theme parks to cruise ships to Broadway, off-Broadway, and nowhere else can you get that many opportunities. There are amazing opportunities at other cities, 
um, like Orlando or LA or even Minneapolis is a thriving like performance area, but New York has the most. Nice. What was it like adjusting to the Big Apple from Central America? Oh, I'm still adjusting. Yeah. Absolutely. I I moved here on a whim, actually. I was supposed to move to Orlando. I had an apartment down there, and I had just finished my first cruise ship, and I got to um, New York for some auditions, and I luckily got callbacks, and then I was coming back later that month anyway to um, come up for some other auditions, but I needed to move into my apartment in Orlando. I'd already paid for it. And one of my friends was like, if you're just going to keep extending your stay or coming back, you're just going to move in here. And I was like, you're right. Canceled my apartment, found, um, found one up here, moved in. But I just, I don't think I was like mentally prepared for what I was about to get myself into. It was, it was a culture shock. I mean, I'm from an area where everyone will give up their seat for anyone. People will hold the doors open for everyone. And I find that if you do that, you're kind of the odd man out here. Yeah, a little bit. It's crazy. Like, it's it's a faster pace. People are a little more cutthroat. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of love. There's love. There yeah, I've, I've found some really good friends in the city, and they've kind of kept me level-headed because I definitely... I definitely got really depressed when I was first here because I didn't... Yeah. I just couldn't find... I couldn't find myself in the city and then I left for a contract for a few months out in California and I just kind of separated myself from everything and then coming back I knew what I was getting myself into so it was it was kind of like just being able to press the start button rather than press the catch up button right so how did you get involved in theater um oh I I've always wanted to perform I think I used to mm, when I was three years old, apparently, my goals in life were to be an eagle and or to be a ballerina. Okay. So, um, which my high school mascot was an eagle, so I consider that a check. And then um, I used to just walk around the house singing, doing whatnot, and it, it was always a goal, but it was always told to me that it wasn't the right goal because you aren't going to make any money in it. Um, it's not, it's not the smart decision to go, I was supposed to go to school for chemical engineering. Oh, that's, that's a little different than theater. Very different. And I just, I told myself when I was in high school, I was like, this is what I want to do. And my body's only going to be able to do it for so long. School will always be there. And if I'm paying for it, it's what I'm going to do. Nice. Did you have like a favorite movie or musical growing up? Mm. Um... Something that you would sing all the time. I don't. I didn't really discover like discover the world of musical theater until about seventh grade, which is really funny because I was always going to the Muni in St. Louis, mm-hmm. which is a giant outdoor theater. It's just celebrated a hundred years. Yeah, I I used to go there all the time, and for some reason, I guess I didn't click two and two. And then it's it's really funny and probably super gay, but when Legally Blonde aired on MTV. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in like seventh grade and I saw that and I went, oh, that's what I want to do. Cause I'd always just thought of acting as like movies and television. And then I was like, wait, I want to do that. I want to dance. I want to sing. I want to act. I want to do it all. You saw Andy Carl's butt and you're like, okay, that's it. 
I wasn't gay then. No, not yet. I didn't even know what gay was then. So who are some of your theatrical inspirations? Um. Oh, wow. Honestly, I've always seen myself as more of like the chorus boy type because I look so young. And so for a long time, I've looked up to like Chris Rice. Mm-hmm. Um, and Clay Thompson and... Um, yeah, Kyle Dean Massey, because he went to school in Missouri, and I was like, okay, someone from Missouri can do this. Absolutely. My favorite chorus boy, I'm just going to say at Universe, I would love to marry Ryan Steele. <laughs> Please. Oh, my God, that Tony performance. That butt. Oh, my God. Did you see it? No, I actually I was YouTube so tired it, turning YouTube the Tonys. It. I kept now, falling asleep. You are a triple threat. You can you can sing, you can act, you can dance. That's the goal. I hope it comes across that. <laughs> Is, do you have like an order of how you would rank? I it? would definitely always consider myself an actor first. I started all of my training when I got to college, so I was like a late, a late bloomer for sure. I couldn't even tell you what a tondu was when I got to college, right. and I used to actually walk out of my dance classes because I was so embarrassed. Um, and I was like, this isn't for me. Maybe I'll just go into just, like, just focus on acting, like, skip the voice, skip the dance. And then I, I had a professor that straight up told me, she's like, you're not going to quit. I have, like, too much invested in you, and I believe in you. You're, you can do this. And it kind of just sparked something under me, and then... I told myself if I was ever going to get work because I look so young and I look like a chorus boy that if I don't buckle down and figure out how to even step touch or move across the floor, then I'm screwed. So definitely... So, so actor first, what's number two? Singer. Singer. For sure. Just because I did do choir like growing up, so I know, I know where I'm at with that. And then dance. I think dance mostly, it just... I'm not as comfortable in it, mm-hmm. so I um, I definitely get more nervous when I go into a dance call over a singer's call. So and what's crazy is you've been asked to dance for a lot of performers and even choreograph some yeah. numbers, and you and you have that as number three. So you must be pretty damn talented. You can make that happen. Um, but how did you get involved in the world of drag and dancing for some drag queens? Um. So when I was here, I, um, like at the beginning of my career here, I just, I was looking for an artistic outlet while I was constantly auditioning. I was just finding myself bogged down because I wasn't performing. I wasn't doing anything. And um, suddenly Seymour, I became really good friends with her from the get-go. And... I think we were at like so you think you can drag and I was watching people dance backup for other queens and I was like oh okay and then I thought about it and I'd seen a lot of queens in the city that had had backup dancers yeah I'm from an area where queens get on stage and sing Kesha and Lady Gaga and that's right. all they know um and I was like wow and I was talking to Sutton I was like if you ever need a dancer let me know and it was when her, Jackie Cox, and Bernadette Housedown were getting ready to do their villain show for mm-hmm. Halloween. And she g- grabbed me and Shelby Late, Ian, and um, 
said, hey, come dance for us. And that's where it started. And then after that, um, I left for a bit. And when I came back, uh, Tiffany Ann Coke and Carlos, the Uber driver, swapped me up and um, had me dance back up for Yeah, you got for... to dance in a couple of fun numbers. Yeah. It... Like, the, like the infamous Barbie number. <laughs> I <laughs> that was that was not my favorite time. Yeah, I mean, it was a great number for, it, for her mix, though. It was very, very funny. Oh, it was great for her. Yeah, uncomfortable for me. <laughs> for those who may not have been there that night, um, it was '90s week, and um, Tiffany had Robbie dress up like Ken, um, but she did Barbie Girl, and every time she would do a line of fake coke um and then the song would get faster and faster until it just went insane and it was it was a funny number it for her it was very very well done and it was on brand if your name is tiffany ann coke absolutely now do you have any other favorite new york city drag queens oh um honestly i'm terrible and i never really have the time to go out unless I'm dancing for a queen. So um, I got to perform in the Alice in Wonderland show at Industry oh, cute. with Jada Valenciaga, Holly Day, and that wonderful group. Um, that was a lot of fun, and they're super talented. Uh, Chelsea Piers is another one. Um, Nomi Sass... Um, Paige Turner, of course. Um, and then some of, like, my new friends that are up-and-coming drag queens, like, um, Trinity Beat and Bambina Dadundiva. Mm-hmm. Who we all just call Bam because who knows it's, what her name is. It's so much easier. I have to think about yeah. it. But she, she works her butt off like especially in the ultimate drag pageant yeah. she started coming in with no experience and then she took off yep she did now when you choreograph you you had actually just done a number for uh queen's pride yes for trinity beat what was it what's your process when you choreograph um so i always when it comes to choreographing for queens the number is about them so I always ask them what they're thinking, what their costume is going to be like, what kind of message they want to send with a song, if any. And then I go from there. And I always check in as I'm choreographing because I constantly want them to be happy. Because if they're not happy doing what they're doing, then what's the point? Right. Um, if, they, if they don't like the choreography, they're not going to enjoy doing it. And I think drag should be enjoyable. I think all type of performance should be enjoyable. So I constantly, I throw ideas out there and if they don't like it, I go, cool, I have a backup. I always have backups because queens are picky, which is great. Absolutely. And then they have last minute decisions. They're like, oh, let's change this. And you're like, oh, when? when yeah. There's no time. Yeah, no, I think I brought in something for Trinity and she goes, I was just hoping it would be bangier. And I turned and I looked at her and I said, do you think I know what that means? <laughs> I was like, well, you're going to get my version. So Yeah. Now, how do you stay creatively active? As far as? Just like being able to do theatrical things when uh, you're not necessarily working. Um, I don't know. I haven't really done much other than dance for queens. I've 
I really would like to, when I get back, pop into a cabaret or two and try and get my name out there as a singer as well. well but then let's make it happen. I don't know. It's just, I feel like it's more nerve-wracking because you're in the forefront rather than just being in the sure. background. Do you, do you have like a song that you like dream of singing? Oh, I have a, I have a book of songs. It changes on the daily what I want to sing. Honestly. What, what are you feeling today? What was like the shower song? Oh, I'm not about to sing something. No, you're not singing. Okay. You're not singing. No, no, I'm not going to make you do that. Um, I don't know. Right now, all the songs from my shows are going through They're my stuck. head. Yeah, we're... We're throwing together one of our shows in like two days right now, and it's it's our big Park and Bark production, so we're singing a lot of love songs. Oh, yay. Well, this is a great segue to talk about your little secrets. Oh, okay. So, Holland America Nordam. Yes. You're about to set sails. Are you excited? Yes. Um, the itinerary is definitely what hooked me, because we spend three and a half months in Alaska, so I get to spend the summer in not hot and muggy weather, yeah. the back sweat season. Um, and then we do a Pacific crossing, so we'll go to Hawaii and Fiji and Samoa and a few other tropical islands, and then we'll end up in um, Australia, New Zealand, and Tasmania for the last Amazing. three months. Now, have you like done your research and been like, okay, I know I'm going to have like this time off can i do these things while i'm there um i've looked at some books in barnes and noble i've never bought one because the travel books are really of course expensive, they're really and this day and age you go to barnes and noble take the screenshots and then you're done yeah um i mean i spend way too much money at barnes and noble honestly i love to read but um i haven't looked into too many things the only one that i know for sure that i will do no matter what is the hobbit tour in new zealand Nice. Are you, are you a fan? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. So what will you be doing on board? What, what are the shows you're doing? Um, so we have four main stage shows and a welcome aboard show. Um, the shows are Playback, Soundstage, Ever After, All for Love, and our welcome aboard show is Marquee, which is a, just a shorter show. Um, I So in our cast, there are 12 of us. There are four singers, six dancers, and two singer-dancers. Um, and those are paralleled two boys, two girls, one boy, one girl, three boys, three girls. Um, and I'm the male singer dancer, so I get to do crossovers. And oh, fun. That's, I, I didn't want to go back on a ship without being able to do both. I didn't want to just be a singer or just a dancer because I feel like if you're not working on your craft and you're not practicing, you just lose it really easily. And you've been on a cruise before. Yes, I um, worked for Carnival prior to this. And what was the best takeaway from that that you're going to bring to this cruise? Um, I learned a lot about myself as far as just sticking true to who I was as a person, um, not being influenced by everyone else. Like, I enjoy my alone time. I enjoy just relaxing or going off by myself. And I feel like everyone constantly wanted to just go hang out in the crew bar or like be together and i i was like i perform with you guys i live yeah. with you guys i work with you guys it's i need my alone time and i think it really taught me to stick to that's okay yeah it's almost like being back in college yeah it it's it is like being back in college and that that's one of the worst things about being on a cruise is you know everyone's shit you you see everyone all the time. You live with the same people you work with. You you can't get away. Absolutely. 
Well, I heard that you're like a big fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. You enjoy it. When did you start watching it? Um, two years ago, actually. So I had a lot of catching up to do. Um, I think it was when season eight was on TV. Um, I was working in Colorado. Uh, that's actually where I met Tiffany and Coke. We were working together in Colorado. Um, on a show? Yes. What we were um, We were out at Pagosa Springs Center for the Arts, Thingamajig Theater Company. We were doing Little Mermaid Cabaret, and a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Oh, fun. Um, and all of the guys out there were obsessed with Drag Race, and I was like, I've never, I don't even know what this is. Um, and they constantly were referencing it, doing the tongue pop thing that I've yet to be able to figure out. How I can't to do. do it either. It's like, yeah, um, I can't no. do it. Um, and I was like, okay, I guess I should watch this to figure out what people are saying so I can actually understand conversations. Um, and it was back when seasons four through whatever were still on Hulu. So I like caught up really quickly and I was like, oh, oh, this is great. And I was like, wait, I've seen some of these queens perform at like St. Louis Pride or other events. And it was funny to put two and two together. Do you have any favorite queens from the seasons? Um, one of my all-time favorites is Latrice Royale. Mm-hmm. I think she embodies charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. She, There are not many queens that can just stand there and win a lip sync for your life. Absolutely. Um, other than that, I personally love Courtney Act, and I love what she's used her platform as past Absolutely. Drag Race. I think she is one of the most outspoken um, in a good way. She has done so much for the LGBT community. She has used it to spread the message of sexual orientation versus sexual identity versus everything. Drag is becoming very mainstream. Do you find that to be a good thing? Absolutely. I think anything that can send a positive message and can entertain people at the same time should be mainstream. I agree. I agree. Now, we're recording prior to the season 10 finale. This will probably air afterwards, but what are your thoughts on season 10? Um, It was funny because coming into it, I was like, meh, I'm kind of tired of Drag Race right now. Like, it's just... They've been, like, cramming it in, cramming it yeah. in, cramming it in. And um, then I started watching it, and I automatically, like, found people I was rooting for. Um, and I was like, this, okay, I can get on board with this season. Do you have a prediction who's going to win? I do. I don't know if I am in favor of it, but I do think Aquaria will end up taking the crown. I agree. I think it's going to happen. I don't see any other option. Yeah. Well, I love to play games on the podcast. So we're going to play a game. Okay. We are going to put you to the test to see how much you know about some of Drag Race's iconic lip syncs for your life. Oh, God. If I I deem that you answered enough correctly, you will get to go on your cruise. If you don't, I'm sorry, my dear, you're stuck here with me. Are you ready to play Lip Sync for Your Life Boat? (laughs) Let's do it. All right, so I'm going to give you the song, and you have to tell me at least who lip synced. You can say the season. Oh, God. These are, these are iconic. These are, these are good. Let's see how you do. 
Let's start easy. Pound the Alarm by Nicki Minaj. Oh, that was Monet Exchange and Dusty Ray Bottoms. Good, good, good. Next is Greedy by Ariana Grande. Was oh um oh that was Valentina and Nina Bonina Brown. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. That was infamous. Next is Whip My Hair by Willow Smith. Oh, Alyssa Edwards and Roxy Andrews. See, iconic. They're all iconic. Yeah, but (laughs) (laughs) next we have I Think We're Alone Now by Tiffany. Oh. Was that the Jujube and Raven? No. no. Oh my god. I I don't even know if I know this song like off the top of my head. Um, this was the conjoined twin episode of season seven, so it was Ginger Minge with Sasha Bell and Jaden Dior Fierce with Tempest Du Jour. Oh, okay. With the boobs. And okay. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that it was it was a lot. Next is MacArthur Park. By Donna Summer. Oh, that was um, Manila Luzon and Delta Work. Yes, it is. Next we have I Want to Go by Britney Spears. Mm. Oh, God. Um, oh, that was um, Charlie Hydes and Trinity Taylor. Yes, it is. You're doing great. Next we have Really Don't Care by Demi Lovato. Was that Miss Fame and Pearl? Yes, it was. Look at you. You're doing well. Oh, God. Next, we have It's Raining Men by the Weather Girls. Oh, no. I can't think of this one off. This one was Fifi vs. Sharon, where Willem goes home. Yes, and they were the angel and the devil. Yes, they were. Next we have I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor. Oh, no. Oh. That wasn't... That wasn't a Trinity K. Bonet one, was it? No, this was Dax's exclamation point and Layla McQueen, where they both were alone. Oh, neither of them survived. No, they did not. Next is Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball. Oh, that was um, that was Trixie Mattel with backup dancer featured by Kennedy Davenport. <laughs> that is correct, correct. Next we have Dancing on My Own by Robin. Oh, God. Um... I I don't even know if I you know mentioned it before, Raven and Jujube. Oh, okay, that okay, that's the one where Jujube like buckled down yeah. and had an emotional breakdown, and they were both safe. Next, we have "Cut to the Feeling" by Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I don't even know if I know how this song goes. I don't listen to pop music. <laughs> this was this season, Monique Hart and the Vixen, where Monique went home. Oh, because she didn't know the words. That was that was so sad. It was so sad for all of us because we were stuck with I was Vixen. Well, I was just rooting for Monique. I wanted her to go further. Missouri Queen. It's true. But also, I think she embodies what what drag is truly about: not having the money to pay for all of your things because not everyone has the money. Absolutely. Next, we have "Baby I'm Burning" by Dolly Parton. 
Oh my god. It's recent season. I'm, I'm gonna pass. This was the roast challenge, Alexis Michelle versus Pheromone. Yes, and Alexis Michelle was dressed mm -hmm. in green. And she did the split, and yeah, it was that was fun. <laughs> Next we have, and I'm telling you, I'm not going. Oh, that was Chi-Chi Devane and Thorgy Thor. Yes, it was. Which I was so sad because I love Thorgy. Yeah, it was, that was, a, it was a good lip sync. Next we have Roar by Katy Perry. Oh, broke my heart. Katia versus Kennedy Davenport. I, I still think... Katya was robbed of that one. Uh, I mean, Kennedy did jump off the stage and get in the judges' faces. Yeah. Next we have Macho Man by the Village People. Oh, Peppermint versus Alexis Michelle. Mm -hmm. Next Turquoise. is Malambo Number no. One by Ima Sumac. Oh, wait, is that the um, Jinx Monsoon versus? Uh, Detox. Yes, it was. Uh, Sutton does a great. Yes, she does. It's one of my favorite songs ever. Um, next, we have Shut Up and Drive by Rihanna. Probably the best lip sync out of any. It's Tatiana and Alyssa Edwards. Yes, it was. Next is Stronger by Kelly Clarkson. Oh my god, how many of these do you have? Um, wait, which... So there are two, because there's... Bibi Zahara versus Angina, right? And then there's um, Peppermint versus um, Trinity Taylor. Dela and Darian. And Darian finally sends Bendel Krem home after the second time. Stronger? Yeah. But there are... Wait, this is what the Wikipedia said. No, but they... Because that was one of the lip sync for the Crown songs. No. Yes, it was. Stronger than yesterday. You know, this This is Kelly Clarkson's version. Oh. Kelly makes you stronger. Okay. Yeah. I didn't listen to the full question. It's okay. It's okay. And last but not least, and I feel like this is fitting for what you said earlier, you make me feel like a natural woman. Oh, Latrice Royale versus... Um, What's her I name? love that you just made the gesture of little. Ah, uh, she's the little Puerto Rican. Yeah, um, little Kenya Michaels. Kenya Michaels, yeah. Well, you did very well. I'll let you go on the cruise. You're you're able to go. It's fine. It's fine. Yay. <laughs> if you if someone could play you in a movie of your life, who would it be? Oh. Besides you. Who's the most awkward person out there? Because <laughs> that would probably be the most fitting. Oh God. I don't, would anyone go to this movie? Probably. <laughs> um. Oh. Um. Maybe Freddie Highmore. Okay, that works. He, he's he is awkward. And he's super um, talented. He is. Except I hated him on Bates Motel. What? I mean, it was the accent. The accent killed me. Oh. He just couldn't do it. Yeah. But Mama, though, oh, she oh, was good. That show was so good, though. It was. Is that like a, is that the kind of role you ultimately want to play? Oh, something. Actually, the person I always told get told I look like is Ian from Shameless. Cameron mm -hmm. Monaghan. Yeah, him. That's probably who would end up playing me. Probably the amount of I promise you on my last ship, 
every single cruise, someone asked me if I was him. But he's like a redhead. I know. And you're not. Sometimes, sometimes in like certain lights or some photos, my hair will look a little red. Um, it's like blondish. Yeah. Um, but honest, like if I were to do a film or anything, like I, I want something that's challenging. So definitely something like a Bates Motel role where you have to, you have to do your research. You have to be committed fully, one hundred percent. Absolutely. Now I have a loaded question for you. Okay. Where do you see your career in five years? I have no idea. I don't even know what I want for myself. Um, honestly, as long as I'm performing, I'm happy. I I had I know what I want in thirty years, but I don't even know what I want in five years. Um, I mean, being happy and performing is a absolutely great goal. Yeah, I mean, I would love at that point. I would love to have my equity card. Yeah, get it. Apparently, it's easy to get it nowadays. Well, right now I'm writing on zero points and a prayer. So, yeah. What is your go-to karaoke song? I don't do karaoke. You, no, that's a lie. You I to. don't. I do you have to get like super drunk to do it? Even when I'm drunk, I don't like karaoke. Why? It, it stresses me out. But you're a singer. I know. That's insane. I don't like karaoke. When you're back, we're going karaoke. No, I d- not in New York. No, no, we it had like, but one of those like private room situations. Private room situations. You've never been to those? No. So there's like in Koreatown, um, they have like these suites where you can like have like ten people in the. Oh, room, okay. And I was then like, no, I was like, then, you want me to just karaoke for you? <laughs> no, and then uh, like some of them like you have bottle service and they like. Oh. Get you super drunk, and you have like the entire book, and you put just put the lineup in, and okay. you and your friends hang out. And that might not karaoke. be as bad. No, I will not sing karaoke for random strangers in a bar. <laughs> not a chance. Put me in one of those rooms. I'll do that. If you could be any Disney princess, who would you be? Uh, hmm. I would choose Sleeping Beauty, Aurora, so I could just take naps. <laughs> That's a good answer. I'm like real that. tired. Um. Now. Preparing for the cruise, do you tan or burn? Burn sets in, disappears. That's good. Like after a day or two. Um, after like if I don't can keep it up. Honestly, though, if I get a tan, it stays. But I'm very German, so I'm very pale to begin with. So I burn. Are you a beach person or a pool person? Mountains. <laughs> what? No, that's not an option. Beach I... or pool. Oh, not the pool. People pee in that. <laughs> well, people pee in the beach and other things. Fish pee in the ocean. It's true. It's true. Uh, All right, so we're going to do the Pop 5 Rapid Fire, where I'm going to give you five pop culture news items. Oh, I'm going to say no. the first thing that comes to mind, story, whatever you want to say. These are They're not that bad. They're, they, these are good today. Is there a practice one? <laughs> no. Well, number one is Broadway Bears. What am I supposed to say? Just anything that comes to mind. First thing that comes to mind. Oh. Thoughts. Um, um, a great outlet to raise money for um, Equity Fights AIDS. Did you get to go this year? No. Did you know people performing? Yes. Do they, like, bear all on Instagram? Absolutely. <laughs> would you take part in it next year if you were around? Oh, I would love to dance in it. I don't know. I think all my pictures on social media would me being clothed and then all of a sudden... Well, bam, I'm on stage naked. Yeah. But no, I'd love to, uh, but I I basically was told by a few people that if I'm not equity or if I don't know one of the choreographers, it's kind of difficult to get in. So the, the choreographer thing will probably work out, I'm sure, if it will happen. Number two is the un 
fair, sad story of the family separated at the border. Oh, this is... It's just ridiculous. If, if you see what they put these families through, if they're literally caging the children. Yeah. People, people aren't animals, and I don't even think animals should be in cages. Like, people... Oh, my... I just... I can't fathom it. I don't understand. We are literally creating concentration camps in the U.S. And yep. if people if people don't understand that that is immoral and unjust, I, I someone needs to wake you up. Like Absolutely. I don't, but I don't know if you don't see that and wake up. I don't know what will wake you up. We've literally have a Cheeto who tells us that we're gonna have a space force. Mm-hmm. A, do we have like laser beams we can shoot down from the sky? Like what? And sharks with lasers too. I just drop a sharknado on another country or something. I don't know what's. Yeah. I don't know what's happening, and honestly, I just at my point in life, it's it's just so frustrating. Yeah. Well, and that's why as artists we get this platform to bring change and awareness and bring it onto the ship. Yeah. Number three is Queer Eye season two. I've never watched. Either, Neither have though. I. So I didn't even watch the original because I, I was I. definitely way too young. I mean, I've heard it does great things for people, but <laughs> I I don't know any. I just I don't know. I would say I don't really get into the gay mainstream things, but obviously I dance back up for queens and true. But do you have anything that you're planning on watching on like Netflix or anything while you're on the boat? So you can't actually watch Netflix while what? you're on the ship. The a the Wi-Fi is so expensive, um, but b it's not strong enough to stream. So it's gonna be rough. Yeah, um, it is. So I have lots of movies prepared. Um, See, I couldn't even watch movies on my computer because I don't have a. Um, CD drive. Oh, you'd have to get one of those. Yeah. No, well, honestly, I ha- well, you can get a hard drive, right? And do it that way. But I mean, I'm old fashioned, and I have DVDs, and I yeah. just get a DVD player. But you said you're a reader, so I'm sure you have. Yeah, I um, enjoy reading. I need to get an e-reader. My iPad died, so oh, I no. need to. Well, you got a couple days. Yeah. All right. Number four is Big Brother Twenty. I haven't watched Big Brother since... I think I watched one season, and that was the one that... All I can remember is Jeff and Coup d'etat, or he couldn't say Coup d'etat. Yeah. Yeah. That, whatever season that was. season 11. And then he ended up being on An Amazing Race with Jordan. Yep. And then they did season 13. They went back to Big Brother? Yes, they did. Two seasons later? Yep, it was the duo season, so the two of them were back together. Is, um, what's her name still hosting? Julie Chen, of course she is. Yeah. When her husband runs the company, of course she is. <laughs> um, yeah, I still love the show. I oh watched the show. The cast was just revealed yesterday. It's going to be fun. And number five is The Share Show on Broadway. <laughs> um, I, I mean, uh, Share is iconic. And I think 
I think you will have a big community there to support it. But I mean, I just feel like so many shows are going to this whole karaoke jukebox like format. Like we have Summer, we have Margaritaville, which like they just try and add a storyline to a, a jukebox musical or like it's just the life of someone and I'm like I think I just think it would be more fitting in movie format yeah or on a boat (laughs) honestly yeah or Vegas I mean all the all the shows that I'm doing are jukebox so added storyline is there like one artist who doesn't have like a Broadway musical of their songbook that you want that you wish would have one Celine Dion. Celine Dion musical? Okay. Are you a Celine Dion fan? Yeah. I Stan? Think, I think she's one of the most talented vocalists out yeah, there. Yeah, she's, she's insane. Oh, she'll have her musical soon. So I have my previous guest ask my current guest a question. Oh, God. And this is a question from Jackie Cox. Of course it is. This question <laughs> is, and I this is exactly what she asked, what's the most interesting place you've had sex? <laughs> Jackie, if you're listening, I hate you. <laughs> um, I first off, I haven't had sex in three years, so okay. it's been a hot minute. Um, I don't think I've done it anywhere outside of a bedroom. That's okay. I. You just made Jackie Cox very disappointed, but it's okay. yeah. It's okay. Well, good for you, Jackie. Well, you're about to be on a boat, so you have many places where you can change that answer to. Oh, God. No, don't. <laughs> don't shit where you sleep. Well, you'll be at in Australia. Maybe something fun will happen in Australia. Australian men are my weakness. Are they? Yeah. The well, there, there's the your answer. answer. <laughs> I'm not coming back. It's you're just... you're going to be doing it on the beach in Australia. Oh, oof. No, that just sounds... Sand everywhere. And yeah. I... Mm. Well, now is your turn to ask my next guest a question. Oh, God. Wait, but do I get to know who the next guest Nope, because oh. she didn't know it was you. <laughs> which is why it's funny. As a performer, what can you do to send a positive message to those who are coming to see you? All right, I like that. I like that. It's well, not all about sex, Jackie. <laughs> it's true, it's true, but a little bit about sex. <laughs> Just a little. Where can we find you on social media? Um, so, oh, I'm so bad at using social media, but um, there's Robert Rice on Facebook, or my Instagram handle is the whitest of rices. Yes, it is. Um, because I I don't know because it. It was fun to me, and absolutely. Um, and that's probably where we're going to see any updates from the groups. Yeah, I'm so bad about <laughs> updating. Do one like once a week. Let's know you're alive. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking of starting a YouTube channel while yes, I'm do out it. there, just to give myself an outlet. And I'm wanting to title it "Useless Information." So, do it. So maybe I will release that and. If, if it does happen, let me know and I'll share it with yeah. all the listeners. Yeah. Well, this was a pleasure. I'm going to miss you while you're gone. Thank but you for having me. Keep in touch. And this was amazing. Thank you. Yeah. 
Thanks once again to Robbie for joining me. Make sure to tap that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.